Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi guys, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. It's Lexi and Jordan here. How are you doing today, Jordan? Doing good. Having a pretty good Good. day. How about you? We are doing well. Busy Saturday, but they're always busy, so we are prepared. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking, I'm sure we're going to cover many topics, but we're going to be talking about finances. So I think as a pastor's family, this can sometimes be kind of weird to talk about because of (laughs) time tithing and your friends tithing and it's just it can be awkward sometimes but then there's also I think at least what we've discovered is that with that comes a desire to be financially wise with what we're actually given to live on right um so and I know Jordan Jared when he was out visiting us last year he shared a little bit of your super wicked cool story (laughs) and quite um, interesting story when it comes to finances (laughs) well even just like how your parents raised you specifically like that it was amazing so um basically if will you just share a little bit about what that was like like what were the principles I guess that you would like main bullet points that you took away from growing up that your parents taught you in regards to money and then how did that play into your marriage and finances with (laughs) within the two of you guys sure um so I grew up in a family my dad worked as a teacher and my mom stayed home and my dad has always been very um, fiscally responsible, I guess, um, and it's just really wise with money. I, I, I kind of feel like God sometimes just gifts people wisdom with certain things, and um, yeah. my dad and my uncle, both, that's something that I feel like God has gifted them with, just financial wisdom. Um, so growing up, my dad would sit down with us and just teach us, um, about money and how it works. And I just remember even as a really little kid, my dad setting up a box for me and anytime I would get money, whether it be allowance or, um, this is like really little, like five, six years old. Anytime I would get money for allowance or birthday or anything like that, um, we would talk about it and he was just really intentional when it came to money and, um, he basically kind of the process that we would go through would be like, okay, so if you have, let's say it was $10. (laughs) If you have $10, we're going to give 10% of that to the Lord. And then what's left over half of it, you're going to save. And the other half you can do what you want with. Um, And also just talking to me about like, if you don't have anything that you want or need right now, then just save all of it. It's not Mm -hmm. a necessity just because you have the money that you should go and spend it. And uh, just talking about like, okay, if you do save it later on, when you do need something, then you will be prepared and have it. So that Mm. may sound really simple, but as a five or six year old, for some reason, it just stuck into my brain. That's what they need. (laughs) Yeah. And it stuck in my brain. And I still to this day, like I save a lot. um, And uh, we save as a family a lot. And so, okay. So growing up, um, I did that. I saved. And then fast forward to like when I was 16 years old, my dad was just very kind and helped me with a car. So he, we talked a lot about it. And when we found a car, I mean, it was a car that I really wanted. I was like, really wanted this Honda Del Sol. I don't know if you remember what those were. No, I'm not a car person though. Okay. So it was like a little, um, two seater Honda that that had a T top that came off the top came off and you could put it in the trunk. Oh my gosh. I had a convertible too. (laughs) 
You did? Oh my gosh. Yes, I had a pink Audi. Oh, nice. It was so cool. Um, and I just absolutely wanted one so bad. So anyways, he was like, okay, well, you have this much money that you have saved. You can pay half and I'll pay half if you find it. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay. So um, I took half of what um, – I took the money that I had had saved in my, you know, this is my money that I have set aside for this. And I, I think it was – I think my car was $4,000 if I remember right. I think it was $4,000. Um, and I paid two grand. And my parents paid two grand and they um, helped me get that car. And then that set – because they did that when I was 16 years old and we just bought a car outright – um, that, so then whenever I was, mm. I, whenever I was ready for the next car that set me up so that we were able to sell that car and put that money towards a little uh, bit better vehicle because we had, um, done yeah. things to the car and fixed it up. So it was worth more at that point. So, um, and I'm trying to think how old I was when I got my next car. Um, but anyways, that is a, that's a principle that Jared and I do now with vehicles. We, um, really, we try, <laughs> try to take really good care of our vehicles and, um, not have a car payment. So we don't buy things that we don't have the money for. So we, mm-hmm. um, all right. Um, listeners, sorry for the funny splicing. If there was just some children waking up from naps. So anyways, so, um, yeah, Jared and I, I don't even remember what I was saying, but basically Jared and I continue with this principle of, um, with our vehicles, we try to not, um, we never have thus far and God willing, I'm hoping that we won't ever, um, have a car payment. And that's kind of, I credit my dad, you know, doing that first vehicle, um, for us and then just living within our means. Like there's no reason that I have to have the nicest vehicle. So we just buy something that's and within our means and that way we don't have a car payment. So, um, is that basically all, (laughs) is all you were wanting to know about with like, well, I think he said that you had saved a ridiculous amount of money by the yeah. time you had graduated high school. Is that yeah. the case? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, now, did you work yeah. in high school too? I did. I did. So okay. um, I, again, just with the uh, principles that my dad taught me, for some reason, saving just really got in my blood and I just realized the value of setting back money so that in the future, whenever we needed it for something more important than what we needed in that moment, Mm. we would Mm -hmm. have it. And God has been so gracious to us to where we have not made tons of money, um, through a salary, um, in our, in our adult life, but God has been so faithful to provide for us everything we need, um, just through really kind means. Um, so anyway, yeah, I had, uh, worked, I worked at a few different places like fast food, fast food. And I mean, I worked at like a gymnastics studio. I worked fast food. I worked, I think when I was like 15, I worked at a tanning salon. (laughs) I'm trying to think of all my jobs, but yeah, I worked a lot of little jobs whenever I was in high school, not working a lot of hours or anything like that. Um, but I did work and I just saved money like crazy. And anytime I would get money for birthdays or anything like that, I would just save it. And, um, and then also, um, whenever I was 18, my best friend and I started a business that we started making stuff. So we would sew bags like little purses and make t-shirts and, um, like bracelets and a bunch of different stuff. And we would travel to 
music festivals and sell them. And honestly, it went very well. And I was able to save that money. And by the time Jared and I got married, I had a lot of savings. And um, I don't think Jared would mind me telling this because we have an episode actually on the Shepherd's Crook where we talk about our finances in a lot more detail than this. So if you're really interested in our story, then um, feel free to look that up on the Shepherd's Crook. But whenever Jared and I first got together, he was not good with money. And um, (laughs) I want to be like as honoring of him as I can, but he had a lot of student loans and a lot of, well, not a lot, but he had some credit card debt, he had student loans, just some stuff that needed to be paid off. So whenever we got married, I was able to pay off some stuff for him. And, um, but he owned the trailer that we lived in when we first got married and, and just like stuff like this, where I say, God has been really kind to us. Like, I don't want it to seem like it was because I was good at saving that we're where we are because it's absolutely not that whatsoever. Like God has 100% miraculously taken care of us and provided for us. Um, just for example, we, whenever Jared and, um, whenever Jared first moved, um, to Mary or to Carterville, in Illinois, from Tennessee, he bought a 1973 trailer off of a friend, and he bought it. I'll just tell you numbers because I don't mind telling numbers with things. Um, but he bought it for I think it was eighteen thousand dollars. And um, whenever we were gonna get married, we were gonna live there, but it needed work. Um, it was in really bad shape, honestly. Three guys had lived there. I think I've talked maybe about this before, but three guys had lived there, and it was in terrible condition. And so we were going to pick it up ourselves um, decently enough for us to live there and feel like it was a suitable home for us. And then Jared was working for a roofing company. And two weeks before we got married, he won a home makeover. <laughs> and they came wasn't in. Wasn't he like at some sort of a conference or something? Yes. It, wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't church related at all, right? No, no. It was for a roofing company that he worked for. And he went to a, crim- a Christmas, um, like a Christmas, I don't know. I don't know if it was like a Christmas retreat. I don't even know what it was, but they went to Branson in Missouri and um, they did like a, well, first they did a raffle for a TV and he called me and he was like, oh my gosh, babe, I just want a 30 inch TV. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And then he called me back like an hour (laughs) later and he was like, Jordan, I just want a home makeover. (laughs) I'm like, what? So it was just insane. Providence Mm. of God, just so, and he didn't even work for this company very long. Like they did it as a promotional thing and all of their selling markets that they would go and do a home makeover for like, Oh, that makes sense. So anyways, they came and did a home makeover on our 1973 trailer and they legit like pimped our trailer. It, (laughs) they put down all really pretty, um, floors down in it. Um, like not hardwood floors, but you know, like laminate that looks like, not laminate, mm-hmm. but like the snap together flooring mm-hmm. that looks like wood. Um, put that down and <clears throat> all of it made like a screen and porch, a master bedroom off of the trailer, put new cabinets, new countertops, painted oh the inside <laughs> and outside, um, the new roof, um, just like literally everything, just did everything, redid it. And so we lived there for seven years. And whenever we went to sell our trailer, mind you, it's a 1973 trailer. Like those things don't <laughs> appreciate in value. No. <laughs> like, no trailers don't appreciate in value. So Jared bought it, um, 17000 It appreciated to $48,000. Oh my gosh. Whenever so cool. we sold it. Um, we didn't sell it for that much <laughs> because we sold it to our neighbor's son. But anyways, we still sold it for, I think, $30,000, 32, something like that. So still, we made a very good profit, and God was 
totally gracious and um, provided for us miraculously through that. So we had a very nice place to live for seven years and we didn't have to pay. Um, oh, and then also we paid it off um, within just like a couple of years. Oh, that's cool. So, um, cause he had only owed, you know, um, he bought it for mm-hmm. and then by the time we got married, we, he didn't know. Um, I don't remember how much, maybe he owed 8,000 left on it or something. So we paid that off and um, we're able to live there without a payment on our house. So we owned our home and our cars at that point. So we just continued saving and um, trying to live as wise as possible. And again, like we did not and still do not have a big salary. Like we, mm-hmm. I stay home with our kids and Jared is a pastor. So like, and not a pastor of a big church. Most, most of our life, um, being married, I I think there was one year that he's made over $40,000 over the past 10 years. And, um, it's just, although we do live in the Midwest, like you don't have to make a ton of money to be doing just fine here. But, um, there have been many years that we have lived on a very small income Um, significantly, like there was one year our combined income was less than $30,000. And that was, oh wow, that was, I think it was just ransom that year, um, with one kid. But, um, like there's just been the majority of our marriage where we haven't made a lot of money, but God has been incredibly kind to us, just miraculously kind to us where, um, like I have friends that are like, how does God keep doing that? Like, I, God yeah, just that's gives cool. us free things constantly. Like any time that there has been a need in our life, God has provided it. And I just, mm. I can't like praise God enough for the amount yeah. of provision that he has given us. It's true. Um, I just remember like small things. I remember whenever I was pregnant with Ransom needing a crib and mm. just being like, mm, okay, we need a crib. That day I went to a thrift store and got a really beautiful crib for five bucks. That's still the one that we use for Valor. So <laughs> both of our boys have slept that's in this awesome. $5 crib. <clears throat> that has been perfect for our family and just over and over again, like I, I can't even tell you. And I'm sure that, um, m- a lot of Christian families have stories like this yep. because God promises to provide. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think yeah. with finances, I feel like I'm just going on a lot here, but with finances, no. just being content with what you have and knowing mm-hmm. that God will provide for your needs, that you don't have to step out of the bounds of what you can afford to try to drum up what you feel like you need. Um, Jared has a quote that I love that he said uh, in a sermon one time, and we just kind of say it to each other sometimes whenever we think that we're needing something. But um, he said something along the lines of, if we're going to inherit the earth one day, why do you need a boat? (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) oh my gosh, like (laughs) in mind, thinking, thinking with, with eternity in mind, like, okay, Christ will return. We as Christians will inherit the earth. Like, why not be content now? Like, really? Do we really need that? That's so awesome. (laughs) Like, one day we will inherit the earth and rule with Christ. Do we really need this or that right now? Um, And, like, this is preaching to myself. There, of course, are times that I want things. And, um, and that I have to be reminded like, okay, you know what? Maybe that's not something that I need in the moment. Um, but just if it really is something that you need, then just save up for it. Like be patient and prayerful and God Uh will either provide it or he will provide the need means to get it. And Uh just being patient until that time comes, not just going out and get it, getting it that second. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. 
I don't know if that answered anything, but yeah, yeah no, that was great. I mean, oh, I oh, just think- and then and then for our house, that was a very big. Oh yes, thing. yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, my dad and my mom, and okay, so my dad, he's a teacher, but he also very handy. Like, um, he built our house growing up before I was born. He, um, him and my mom and my brother, they lived in a house. Um, that they, an older home that they bought and flipped and made some money on that. So he was able to go and he built the house that I grew up in. And, um, of course this was, you know, probably 30, okay. Probably like 35 years ago now. So obviously inflation, but he built their house for like $30,000, which wow. you just built a house. You know how little that is to build a house on. And it was a nice house. Like I would like to show pictures of the house I grew up in because it was a beautiful home. Oh, wow. My dad is such a good craftsman. Like he can build anything Mm -hmm. and he's extremely inventive and just, it was a beautiful home. And we had eight acres and the house was completely paid off. And my dad and mom had no, had and have no debt. Um, and again, he was a teacher, so not a crazy high salary and my mom stayed home with us. So just, wait, so they were able to build that with cash. Is that what you mean? Yes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So (laughs) with a one income family, God can do amazing things. Mm -hmm. Um, true. and, and just, just, I think it's important to strive for, um, just financial freedom, um, financial responsibility, um, being content with what you have. Like all these are principles Mm -hmm. that as Christians we should have, and those all should be playing into our finances. Well, especially something I'm thinking about as you're talking, like what a, what a gift to Jared that he can trust you because, um, because he knows your track record financially, just that like, it's such a tool to have as a wife Mm -hmm. to be not frugal necessarily, but content. I don't want to use the word frugal because I don't necessarily think frugal is the same as godliness, but content. (laughs) Right. And, um, there has been times in our marriage that I feel like I have fallen into the opposite ditch Mm -hmm. of like feeling like I can't spend money or that I shouldn't spend anything. Mm -hmm. And that obviously is an error also just feeling like I have to be super stingy, you know, and that's obviously not what God calls us to either. Like we're supposed to be generous with what we have, um, both inside of our home and outside of our home being generous. Um, so I have to honestly, like it, my pitfall is more to be too stingy than it is to be too spendy. So, um, in saying all this, I don't want anyone to feel like condemned because they're not a huge saver. Like this is area that I have to be cautious to not, um, be idolatrous as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I can talk about finances a lot because I honestly, it's interesting to me. Like I like thinking about saving and it just, I don't know. I think my dad um, helped a lot and just making Mm -hmm. it kind of natural to me dealing with money. Um, But one thing, whenever Jared and I first got married, I felt like he was not as good with finances. I was with finances. So I'm going to, I'm going to do our budget and I'm going to do our bills then fine. I'm going to do it. And oh my goodness, was it so wrong of me because it took nearly a month before I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore because I'm obviously being a terrible wife. (laughs) I was being so Mm -hmm. condemning to him for anything that he would spend. I was like on his case, like, did you buy soda at the gas station today? Was that 69 cents? (laughs) You know, (laughs) like just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, um, it was too much control for me. I will say that. And I'm not saying that it's wrong in all cases. Yeah. You know, the finance, yeah. but for me in my areas of struggle, it was wrong for me. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> and I just can't brag on Jared enough because he has grown so much in the area of finances. And now it's like totally a hobby for him. He's totally into it. Like he's all about awesome. <clears throat> thinking through finances and he enjoys like looking at the stock market and like doing um, financial planning for us and um, thinking about investing. And he's just, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. God has grown him so much. And I'm so thankful to have a husband that I totally trust with our, with our finances. And I know that he is, you know, paying all of our bills on time. And we, we actually do, we have, yeah. we actually have a discover card that we use and we, we actually pay all of our stuff on it. Now I don't recommend doing this for anybody who is mm-hmm. not super on top of bills. So please yeah. do this. If you don't feel like you have a good handle on finances, please, please do not do this. <laughs> but, um, Jared has been amazing because we use our discover card for um, all of our purchases now. And then at the end of the year, mm-hmm. we have like the cashback rewards yep, and that's um, what we do too. Our Christmas. Yeah. We, so we bought all our Christmas presents this year with cashback rewards. So just little things oh, like that's that, cool. that um, I feel like God has kind of helped and given us wisdom about mm-hmm. and help to be able to um, make little decisions like that that have been really, really good for our family. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I don't know if that is covers kind of a lot of the stuff that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I mean, there's just so many. Yeah, there's just so much cool stuff that, as I think back about our story, similar to you guys, but God just really does want to provide for his people. I think that's what I. There's just been so many times that out of nowhere, people will give exorbitant amounts of money to provide for needs that we were just praying about, or, yeah. or even just uh, like what you were just saying, God, it's not necessarily like just getting by, but God always goes over and above when he's, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't say about our house. Did I say about our house? Oh no, you didn't. No, no, you okay. didn't finish. Nope. Okay. Let me tell you okay. about our house really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Saying over and above like, okay. So while we were living in our trailer, I, um, had a hard time being content because I wanted <laughs> to have babies and there was, I yeah. mean, we had ransom there. How many bedrooms was it? Two. Okay. Um, so we had a room for Valor, uh, excuse me, Ransom, it, Ransom was, we had Ransom there, um, Rans, Valor we had in our new house, but anyway, we had room for him, but it just, it was a small trailer and it was very hard to host. Like we, we didn't have an area, we had like a little two seat table. Um, <clears throat> it was just very small and I prayed for a long time. I wanted a different house. I wanted to move. I wanted to get a different house. I just, I prayed for a long time and struggled with contentment while we lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to sound like a superhero cause I wasn't like, there was definitely times of just like being discontent and wanting to mm-hmm. move. Um, but anyway, we lived there seven years and, um, I had an aunt that during those years she passed away and, um, my dad came to me and said, your aunt passed <laughs> away and she left money specifically for you guys to build a home or buy a home, whatever. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, that was like a mind blown thing. I had no idea that she was going to do that. Seriously. And, um, so we began, we, we actually looked at a bunch of houses in Carbondale before we decided to build. Cause we, we didn't really know what, how the timing was going to work out with everything. But, um, anyways, my dad, I, I got on that little, um, rabbit trail because I was going to say my dad built their home because he was really crafty. And then I have an uncle that's also a contractor. So my dad, my uncle and Jared, and I helped a lot too, um, during the time, but we, um, built our home and by God's grace, we owe a very little amount of money on a very nice home. And 
there's no way like with the salary that we make, we would be able to live yeah. in a house like this. It's just God's kindness to us um, and generosity to us, like going above and beyond just our needs. But he's been very kind mm-hmm. to give us something that we also love and is yeah. such a joy to us Yeah, um, and that we are able to serve him with. Um, so anyway, yeah, whenever you said God going above and beyond, I was like, oh, I've got to tell about our house. That was a big one that God gave to us and we tell ransom all the time um don't you love our home ransom and he'll say yes and we say we did not work hard enough for this home it was mm. god's grace to us that god yeah. gave this home we didn't work hard enough just like our salvation yeah. there's no way we could have ever worked hard enough god was gracious to us and he saved us and then he gives us good things like he, we did not work hard enough for this home and god gave it to us as a gift that's a um just thinking about a recent unexpected provision for us <laughs> just so wild. That's what I was thinking when we got it. I was just like, and it helped us. So we also have, we've tried really hard to not go into debt. We were hit by a drunk driver once, um, who had no, no insurance. And so we had a small car payment to take care of the next car we needed to get. And then our heater went out in our ancient home. So we had a little bit of a a debt from that, but, um, we had just a ridiculous amount of money given to us recently and it, and it allowed us to get out of debt. Mm, and um it just it was kind of like so bizarre because it it wasn't necessarily that we were even praying to be able to be free from that payment it was just that whatever reason god laid it on someone's heart and we and it's allowed us even more freedom which is just so cool yeah isn't that (laughs) amazing that has happened so many times to me to where there's something very specific that i'm either wanting or feeling like i need and I haven't even prayed about it. And God provides it. It's unbelievable. Are you still there, Jordan? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. My headphones just fell out. It's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I was just saying that it's unbelievable sometimes the way that God provides when we don't even pray for something. That happens to me. Yes. But there's something I feel like I want or need and God provides it without even me asking. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is, it is really cool. And even just like, I think part of like my desire, maybe we should break this up into another podcast too, but just like, um, as a pastor's family, you can, people can criticize or they can feel like, well, you need a bigger home. You're a pastor's family. You're this, you're that. And, um, I just, I think you guys have done a really good job of like you're saying, being content, but then also when you have been blessed, using it for the right purposes, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I um, I just have heard pastors' wives before talk in the past about like, it's like they never wanted to talk about money unless they were saying how they spent it at the thrift store. <laughs> yeah. Which, like I said earlier, being frugal is not the same thing as godliness all the time. Not that, I mean, I love going to thrift stores, but I think that's not, that should not be the only default setting we have as pastors' families when thinking about money. Right. Like we shouldn't feel guilty if God has blessed us. Like we shouldn't feel guilt about God's blessing on our life. Um, and no, not at all. Um, Jared actually, actually just posted something on Facebook. It's kind of different in different terms, but it reminds me of this, um, that so many times people feel like authenticity is always only saying we're struggling. And sometimes authenticity is us being like, God's been so kind and things are going great you know? And sometimes we, as pastor's wives, we need to not be afraid to say God has provided and been kind, you know, like it's yeah. okay. It's okay. If you, you know, have the money to do something, go on the vacation, like it's okay. Yeah. 
to the glory of God, go on a yeah. vacation. <laughs> Seriously. Um, go or on a date to the glory of God. Save an inheritance for your grandkids. <laughs> save an inheritance for your grandkids to the glory of God. Like may God <laughs> yeah. be glorified in all that we use our money for. And I think just thinking through those lenses and not and not just mm-hmm. squandering our money, but also not yeah. like storing it away like a squirrel scared of winter. Mm-hmm. Like we laugh without fear <laughs> of the winter yeah. come and know that God will provide for us. I think too, one of the areas I don't, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on this. I, I can get anxious about, um, like not having a, a savings for retirement or not having all the same investments that our friends have, like all of that sort of stuff. And so even though those are goals that we're working towards now and we have, you know, been working towards that for a while, but, um, just realize that ultimately if we're being obedient with what God wants us to be doing right now, he is going to take care of us in that time. Oh, yeah. that I mean, if you trust him to take care of our, you right now, if you're trusting he's our retirement, him, you know, <laughs> yeah. If you're trusting him to provide for you in the moment, of course we will continue to trust him to provide for you. Then that doesn't mean don't be wise. Um, I, yeah. I mean, we, we do, yeah. Jared has like personal investments for retirement and then not yet. I mean, our church is mm-hmm. uh, going to be four years old in January. Yeah. Um, so our church mm-hmm. isn't currently paying his retirement, but hoping to like, that's, that's something that we are, um, hoping happens yeah. within the next few years, you know, and like, um, our financial team mm-hmm. and all that is working towards that. Um, but being wise, like, I mean, Jared's really good at finances. So if anyone has questions, feel free to send your husband yeah. because he, he can be a good resource for a lot of this stuff. But, um, he has done some personal investing for us for just specifically for retirement because um, the reality of the matter is church can't always provide to pay retirement um, yeah. pastors. And so um, we should try to think, you know, a little independently, I guess, on that yeah. and try to do something on our own. So oh, that- man, that's a whole new topic, finances yeah. and the pastor thinking independently. Yeah. I think, I know Brian's talked about how it's a goal for him that he would love if someday he was able to have a business that took care of us as a family so that he, he wouldn't have to depend on the church for a salary. But at the same time, you know, it, it's not wrong for a pastor to take a salary. That's not what I'm trying to say. I know. I know what you mean. Say, but yeah, it can be a gift to the church if that is, or even honestly, just a gift to being able to pour more money out into the to the culture for evangelism or for just building culture or having, right. you know. Yeah, more helpful we, Christian resources available. We've gone back and forth so much about that. Like, okay, is it profitable for our family and for our church if Jared was, um, uh, what is the name for it? There's a name for it when you work something, some other job. Like, bivocational? Is that bivocational. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If Jared was bivocational. Um, <clears throat> and Jared actually does work one day a week for a bread route that he goes and delivers bread from like three in the morning till whatever time they get done. And, um, we actually go back and forth. Um, there has been seasons where he has worked more, um, with a secondary job and seasons where he's been completely full time with the church. Mm -hmm. And our goal is always full time with the church just because I feel like whenever, um, he is bivocational, the, what, what starts to suffer is family because you still got to do mm-hmm. jobs oh, yeah. no matter what. So what, what suffers yeah. is the home time, um, mm-hmm. extra time that you have. So I go back and forth. Maybe, you know, I know that Jared wants to do more with a shepherd's crook when our kids are older. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe there's seasons for that where it would be easier to be bivocational. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we always talk about Paul was a tent maker, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. In the Bible. So maybe if, I mean, there's always the perfect scenario where there's a job that is either early in the morning or whatever, you know, that you can, yeah. you can do and it not interfere with other things. But man, that's, it's just hard. You only have so much time and so much energy. And we've talked before yeah. about the specific and unique weight that is on pastors. So it's just hard. Yeah. And I think too, like, like you were saying, age of kids has something to do with it. Brian yeah. always talks about how the church would obviously have to be in a specific place for him to do that again. Yeah. But even having enough deacons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. If that, having, you know, having, which like is hard a yeah, lot of in your early church planning stage. stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, Lexi, that we um, toyed around with the idea of Jared had, an, Jared had an opportunity to be an administrator of a Christian school this past year. And we toyed around with the idea because we both thought it would be awesome. Like it was a great, um, we yeah. thought it would be fun, um, first of all. And um, we thought it'd be a good opportunity in our community. And I thought that he would be good at it. But oh my goodness, it it would just would have taken taken so much from our family in this season that our church yeah. our church is not um, you know, not a large church where we have tons of people doing tons of things. We still do mm-hmm. a lot. And and then the administrating position would have been just way too much for our family. So I guess it just comes down to having wisdom to say no, yeah. you know, when you needed to. And, and then also accept if God provides something that's just perfect, then mm-hmm. for that. I think I'm sure Jared is this way. And Brian, it just makes me thankful thinking back about the different variety of jobs Brian has worked and just his willingness to humble himself and not, yes. oh my not goodness. only pursue jobs that were like personally fulfilling. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. Jared has been very kind to our family to do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. To make extra money. He has worked UPS early morning loader before, um, which he had to be gone so early in the morning, like literally oh. like he was just gone half the night. Um, oh, that's hard. Yeah. We both worked at Starbucks and that was the same sort of thing. It was just like the worst possible hours you can yeah. have mm-hmm. as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that there was like a three month stint between um, ministry positions that Jared had and we mm-hmm. didn't really know what was going to come next. We didn't know what the Lord was going to provide. And he was working in a plumbing supply company and they, he still recalls this time of them taking inventory. And um, the way they had to do it is they had to like put straws in each of these pipes, the plumbing pipes to be able oh my. to count all the inventory. And he recalls <laughs> doing this and just thinking, Lord, what is happening? Is this mm. any value? Like, what are you doing? And this just trusting and looking back on it now being like, God, you were still at work. You weren't done. Yeah. Were yeah. You were with us. And that was for our sanctification. And you had good in our future. But- I think what, one thing I do want to mention too, especially with the bivocational stuff, or even with being content in your home, if you're not sure, especially if your husband's not sure and you're trying to get him to jump on your bandwagon of moving or getting full time at the church, just wait it out. Just wait it out. God will absolutely make it clear to you whether or not you're supposed to be full time or you're supposed to move. God will make it clear to your husband's. I feel like that's been the biggest, even like financially, but even within our decision making as a family, God has been so kind to make those decisions very clear to Brian. Yeah. Same and us. it's been helpful for us. I mean, even one time in the form of someone showing up, a friend's dad basically showing up at our house saying, hey, I want to buy this out from underneath you. Do you mind? <laughs> like, 
Mm. You mean we don't have to fix it up? You mean we don't have to do showings with two toddler boys running yeah. around? Well, sure. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. God so. is kind. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, do you have anything yep. else to say about finances? I don't know. I feel like we could keep going, but maybe we just need to let this one play itself out and see if anyone else has questions or right. topics or something. Yeah. Um, you know, it can, it can be awkward. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit at the beginning. I remember whenever our church plant first started, um, Jared having to like propose his own salary. Oh in my gosh. Church. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. weird. Like, it's just weird. Does he still do that now? No, we have a financial committee, praise the Lord, and there's a lot of people that are just incredibly kind to us and caring for us, and like, it's just, God has been really nice, and, um, and just put people in our path that really care about our finances and like want to see Jared be able to go full-time, and just really nice, like we even had a man, an older man that's on the financial committee call us today, and just talked to Jared for a long time about it, just like checking Mm. on us, you know, and talk about the future, and it's just really that's cool god's been awesome to bring people into our church and our life that have been awesome for us um but anyways i should mm. say i know it can be awkward but just know like i don't know maybe it'll be a comfort to you to know that there's other people out there in the same boat that have you know been, yeah been in the church planting world in the existing church world and we know that finances can be a weird touchy subject and mm-hmm. just Remain faithful, keep obeying Jesus, know that he's taking care of you. And Well, and even just pray for God to put the, if you guys are a pastor's family that really is struggling and you need either more financially or more help physically at the church, just pray that God would bring those people into your Man, church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you've talked about um, God bringing Dan. Um, yes. That would yep. be so, so good for your family. Yeah. Um, just to answer to prayer. Yeah, the, I mean, Dan and Amelia are really a unique situation. Um, I, I honestly don't feel like we've ever gone without as a pastor's family in my married life, anything. I mean, I knew we needed more space physically at one point, but I've always felt very financially blessed, but Dan and Amelia both, um, they, you know, they worked full time in their adult life and Dan worked in the private sector a lot, had even considered starting his own business at one point and just had a lot of financial wisdom. And it's not that we didn't have financial wisdom. It's just that it is awkward for a lead pastor to try and, put more financial goals into place as a church. And so um, when Dan, essentially Brian called him when they had moved out of state and was like, Hey, I think you should just come back and be faithful to the church and, you know, find a job here and commit to refuge. And they moved back and um, (laughs) God ultimately used them. God ultimately took a job away from Dan, (laughs) got us to a place of desperation as a family. Like you were saying, I kind of had to tell Brian with our third pregnancy, like I'm, I'm committed to you as a husband. I'm not, I can't keep being committed to the church if it means this separation Mm. of time and physical space and we need more help. We're having another child. And um, anyways, Dan came on full time at that point and just his unique work history and his unique giftings and even Amelia's like HR, Mm. Mm -hmm. um, HR work that she's done has helped get the church and just such, and I'm not even talking about us as a family benefiting financially. I'm even talking about the church just benefiting so much from their unique gifting as a couple. It's awesome. And if we had rushed that years before they were even back in state, it just wouldn't have been the same. So I, really guys sit on it, pray, yeah. open your eyes to who God's placing around you and just, just see God's timing. I don't even know how to describe it. It's always so much better than our timing when we rush yeah. things. Yeah. It's so true. So, Yeah. 
All right, guys. Thanks for listening and let us know if there's ways we can be praying for you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.